0: You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Hello everybody, ladies and gentle fucks, boys and girls, beesies and sleazies, all over the world, horny people. I don't know what to call you. So if you have an idea of what you want me to call you, I'll call you anything you fucking want if you subscribe to my Patreon. Just kidding i'm not kidding but stay tuned guys june 7th the patreon comes out Mm, the premium content explicit story times uh more than you can even imagine i mean it's gonna be good and i'm so sorry that i did that in sing song but it's good it's dirtier it's more fun it's inner circle it's going to be wonderful. And I'm just going to tease that because we've got three more regular episodes until we launch a whole new horny housewife circle, um, giving you more. So nothing's going to change. You're going to have this space still to hear all the content that I'm making now. But if you want a little bit more, a little bit dirtier, a little more personal, a little personal touch, if you will. Um, I'm catering this to the women and the men. BFF all the way around. Advice, questions, maybe video episodes. There's lots of little things I'm going to release from now until that date where I'm going to show you all of the cool, different content. And I'm basically listening to you as the listener. And then I'm also exploiting my life in a way that there's no way in fucking hell I'm doing without being paid because I am doing these podcasts because I fucking love it. And I am keeping it, I want to keep it an ad free space because my personal experience when I'm listening to a podcast and fast forwarding the beginning, the middle and the end in a 30 minute to an hour episode, just nah, not going to happen. I want to keep it just like it is. And I feel called to go this route. So stay tuned. Don't want to bore you the whole time talking about this, but you can follow me over on Instagram at Jordan, J O R D Y N Ray five, five, five on Instagram. That is where, um, you can slide into my DMs or ask me anything. And then we have a little more vulgar, crude community on TikTok, and that is the horny housewife. IG, we're a little more low key. TikTok, we're a little slutty. Or just, I guess my humor is just a little <laughs> offensive, that's all. Okay, so today I'm bringing you a fierce, I'm hyping myself up, fierce, fire, solo episode. With your horny housewife We're talking about sex Let's talk about sex, baby Okay, I need to stop singing That was not my gift That was given What are my gifts? I have the gift of gab Clearly, because she can talk alone by herself (laughs) I have the gift of gag Just kidding, no gag And I have That's a lie, I gag like a motherfucker I just wanted to say that and sound cool (laughs) When girls are like I don't have a gag reflex and I'm like Ugh, slut, and I'm just really jealous. I'm just really fucking jealous because I am gonna throw up on your dick if you don't give me some fucking air. If you you can hear through my voice that I'm tend to be a mouth breather, <laughs> so I have to really consciously be like, okay, you must breathe through your nose this entire time if you want to be a good girl, Jordan. Just take it like a champion, sweetie breathe through the nose, breathe through the nose, breathe through the nose. So that's just a little pointer for any of my ladies that are like me. I wouldn't recommend breathing through your mouth. (laughs) Now I will say it is a little sexy not to breathe through your mouth. It's not sexy fucking at all. And it's not good for your morning breath. I just exposed myself but the gagging—you don't have to be ashamed to be a gagger because I think it's super hot when a girl is like crying because she's a dick is choking her. So that we don't—we can't all just not have gag reflexes and not mind something shoved down our esophagus. As long as you're willing to try, a for effort, ladies. And one last final blowjob tip. Before we move on, because that was not what the episode's about, but hey, things pop up. (laughs) Use your hand. Get that hand in there, girlfriend. You can suck dick no matter your gag reflex, how far you can take it, if you can deep throat it or not. You can suck his dick magically and get him off quickly if that is your goal. So I believe in you. DM me for more questions. And speaking of questions, perfect. Speaking of questions, I had a listener question. So I have a question for the horny housewife. Do you have a favorite position and why? And do you have a least favorite position and why? (laughs) Um, Okay, well, because I am married, the favorite position evolves because I'm a psycho bitch who is insatiable and I just can't have the same thing forever. I want to binge something and then move on. So that's sick and unhealthy, I'm sure, but as long as it's the same dick, I'm not doing anything wrong, okay? I remember my favorite position when I was younger, like when I lost my virginity and was first having sex. I was like my favorite position is doggy and it's just because I like I I did love that. I mean, I still love doggy position totally. I think it's super fucking hot. Love that shit in the mirror. Hmm chef's kiss. If you don't have a mirror in your room, you're doing it all wrong. And if you have a mirror on your ceiling, like you're my type of person. But I think I totally said that answer, hindsight, just like trying to sound cool. Like, yeah, that's how they want me, where they can't see my face and they can imagine I'm whoever they want it to be. How sad, how sad was that? Now, mm, if I really do think about it, I think I would say that actually is my favorite in the hot factor way. You can do it in a quickie. You can do it in the bathroom. You can do it in a restaurant. That is just get it in. It's like so primal, you know, and with a hand to reach around booby squeezing, rubbing on your clit, whatever, like lo- I'm loving it. And I can make I can have an O face that I don't even have to be conscious of. I could go cross-eyed for, uh, you know, 30 seconds and turn bright red and it won't matter if I feel ugly because he can't fucking see me. And of course, you you need to turn, you know, you need to turn your head. So anyone who's having doggy sex and not ever looking back at it, you need to do that for him. Okay. So jot that down if you're not doing that. But what else would be another favorite? Because I feel like it was so unoriginal. You know what I do like, and this is totally not a go-to. It's just one of those positions that is impressed in my mind because it's so hot. It makes me wet just thinking about it. Um, is like the the pussy platter, if you know what I'm talking about. So, I'm on my like I'm on my back. Okay and my legs are up, and I look like a praying mantis not praying, maybe, or I look like a bug. <laughs> I look like a bug. I'm on my back, and I look like I'm giving birth almost. Okay, I'm I'm trying to describe this, and I'm realizing that I'm not very good at articulating, and why am I doing a podcast? Okay, on my back, legs spread, pussy open, feet out like you could put a tray of food right where my pussy is and then I would like my husband to eat dessert where the plate is and my plate my pussy is the plate are people like thinking if this is what she says now what the fuck is going to be on the patreon (laughs) that's funny and least favorite position anyone that's like not getting it in right And ladies, you know what I mean? Men, you know what I mean? Maybe it's just not working. Like, we're in a pretzel position, and it's like, I am teased too much. I'm not, like, getting it all the way in. Those are great starting positions. Like, sometimes when you're cuddling in bed, and you're facing each other, and you start fucking, and we're, like, sand, like, like, spoon humping, but we're not spooning. We're, like, I feel like I'm scissoring my husband almost, basically. And I can't get all the way on there. And then you move. So I don't think I have like a position that I fucking hate, but I will tell you this, we we get dirtier. Okay. With anal, I don't like having anal as nearly as much, especially getting started. You will, I'll, um, I'll refuse. I'm just going to be honest. I have to start on the bottom. I have to start on the bottom, and I don't mean turned around. I think starting on top anal is a great way to feel in control, and I will do that, but I cannot be on all fours and him start anal because I'm fucking terrified, and it fucking hurts, but if I'm on bottom and that's how he starts going in because I have the space for, you know, my pussy to rub, like stimulate on the outside on his it, like pelvic region, you know what I mean? And him going in and while that sensation of the stimulation in the front feels so good, it really takes away from any of the pain, you know? Like you know when you're hot and heavy in the moment and you're, whoever you're sleeping with, your partner, your spouse, your hookup, one night stand, whatever, spanks the shit out of you and you're like, I bet that would have really fucking hurt had that been three hours ago. (laughs) But I don't feel anything now because all of the blood is pumping through me. I think that's what it is. That was a good question. Men and women, go home. Find out what your spouse's girlfriend, boyfriend, the next person you fuck favorite position is and utilize it. Okay, so another thing I wanted to bring up was... Uh, that I made a TikTok and I'm bringing it up because people kind of some people got feisty about it or were like you don't deserve to get off because you're lying to your partner because I made a joke it was fucking funny as shit um, about a girl saying like I came so fucking hard and like she totally didn't she was a lying little bitch she's gonna have to go to the bathroom and do it herself Uh, but that is like such a common thing especially with young girls like young girls that obviously are old enough to be having sex. But when you don't know what you're doing, you don't know, like you've never had an orgasm having sex. You, It's like through outside stimulation. So they don't really, you're more inexperienced. There you go. But I got a lot of hate saying, this is uh, an example of what happens. This is not me paraphrasing. Uh, when you don't communicate during sex, or like you deserve it, deserve it, way to be a fucking liar and leave him in the dark. A lot of triggered men, <laughs> a lot of triggered men, I thought it was quite funny, but yeah, I think communication in sex is incredibly important, and that is something I wanted to bring up because that's what this whole podcast is about, is talking about, talking about sex, because talking about sex is not just so good and gets you somewhere, but it's so vital. Like if you aren't taking those steps or growing or talking about it, if it's never something that is brought up, it's not going to evolve. And it might even go backwards. Like Stagnancy in your sex life will never, never be a good thing. So you have to get uncomfortable to grow. You have to have uncomfortable conversations about things that are not sexy. (laughs) Sometimes, especially when you're fucking married or in a committed relationship, you're going to have to talk about things that You didn't want to, you didn't expect to, or you just don't fucking want to. Through this podcast, I've had women reach out to me and tell me a more personal look into their marriage or reasons why they started listening and things that they want to hear spoken about and what's going on in it sounds like a lot of people are, you know, they're fearful. They don't want their husbands to know that they're turning to something else or listening or wanting to know why this is going on. And I think it's important that we have this safe space, this community of people who want to talk about these hard things simply to better their own sexual relationships in real life, to be able to water their partner sexually. I think it is such an important, important aspect. And I can see how there's a stigma of like, if that's all it's about to you is just sex, then it's going to be toxic. I do not think it's supposed to be number one. I think it's just a moving part of the body that needs to be exercised, if you will. And if you don't, it's going to get rusty and it's going to fucking, the limb's going to fall off. It's going to get like a toe that's frozen in black ice. You're going to lose the fucking toe. So keep it warm. You may ask, what does that look like, keeping it warm, or like taking care of, or watering? What do you mean, Jordan? Uh, I think that when we're in a long-term relationship, something, I mean, there's a million things I fucking mean, but one thing is that when you're in a relationship, you're not always going to feel like yourself. You're not always, like duh, you're not always going to feel good, and a lot of us deal with depression, and anxiety, and job stress, and raising children, and- our own fucking shit and social lives, et cetera. Okay. And we're all in different phases of life, whether you're in college, uh, whether you're before college, after college, having an identity crisis of the sorts. I mean, my fucking early twenties, holy shit balls. I can't wait to fucking tell you what a hot mess, crazy bitch that I was, which trust me, I'll tell you about Or whether you're a young adult married, whether you are in your 30s, your 40s, you've been married a long time, you're divorced, you're dating, whatever it is, you are going to have a point in your relationship or even if it's fucking you're dating, you're just dating where things are going to be going on and you don't feel maybe like your sexual self, maybe your drive is off and you don't know why and you feel weird, you feel shame The biggest mistake you can make when feeling those feelings, let me tell you, men, I'm talking to the men right now. And the women, I don't think we have as hard of a time communicating this to men, but you need to tell your partner when something is going on that's affecting your drive, whether it's a medicine you're taking. Erectile dysfunction is something that I want to talk about right now. Premature ejaculation is something that I want to talk about right now. And Depression and anxiety affecting your drive, Uh, low testosterone, which is something that is so big and happening in so many marriages and relationships in this generation that is right now. There is truly an epidemic of low testosterone. I've talked about this with so many women in the last two months. Uh, It was brought to my attention and then I wanted to do my fucking homework on it. So let's talk about it and let's talk about why you should talk about it with your partner and not feel like a piece of shit, not feel weird, even if you and your partner feel like it's the weirdest fucking thing in the whole world because you are isolated in your own little world of that. And I know for women, it's very easy for us to go, uh, this is me he's cheating on me. I'm not pretty enough. He's not interested in me anymore. And I know for guys that they're feeling shame and they're prideful and they don't know how to, you know, their masculine energy is overtaking and not in the integrity way and like the protect, like defensive way. And they want to perform. Guys want to perform for us. And if they want to fuck, And then they, the thing isn't working because ladies, we have a hole, we have it easier. So we've got to give that to the man because we can literally, if we really wanted to just fucking be like, here's an Orpheus, pick one, you know, and they have to get the thing working. And there's so many men who fucking take Viagra and don't fucking tell anyone and lie about it. I think there's a terrible stigma around that. And we need to get rid of that for the guys so that the guys want to do something about it. And so we can all be getting laid more. Mm-hmm. Amen. Hallelujah. I know when, for me, when I was dating, when I was not in a committed relationship and something weird would happen, there wasn't a million, many times, but there's specific, there's two specific times. I remember this happening with someone. And one of them, it was like the first time we had ever had sex and he, um, it was just like a 22nd thing. So it was premature ejaculation. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? You know, cause it can be like, Oh, okay. you know, Cause we were so horny and ready and we wanted you. And then now it's over. So there's that feeling of unsatisfaction. And I was young. And so I felt bad for him. I was like, I'm sorry. And I know, no, I'm sorry that that happened. <laughs> no, I don't. I didn't say I'm sorry. I said, it's okay. Don't worry about it. He said, sorry. And I'm like, Oh no, it's fine. It's fine. I'm never going to respond back to a text message, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> no, man, that's not true. I'm just trying to sound cool. I actually, definitely did fuck him many more times after so see what I got for being nice and waiting and understanding because trust me it's going to bruise his ego regardless of how you respond now don't get me wrong if you met a guy like that was a common occurrence I mean yeah it's a really fucking big turn off so you can't just like guys can't be like, I have this problem, and I just need a girl to, like, accept that, and I can't f- try to fuck her, like, you should want to do something about it, you know, and I know that there's also seasons in life, like, there's different situations, so if it's a health thing, like, ED or PE, something that you can treat, or low testosterone, definitely something you can treat that can change your fucking life, you should seek that out, there's so many resources, places besides just going to your primary care physician to get prescribed that and have a community of men that are supporting you in that. There is. Just hop on fucking Google, I promise. Um, but besides the ones that are treatable, seasons of life like when it's the job or the stress or something financials happen, something is happening in some men correlate stress to their dick not working as well. Maybe they're having one too many drinks a night. Maybe they're, you know, a lot of things, depressed. Maybe something's going on. And this could be for the woman too. And this happens all the time with women, with being a mom, if you're a stay-at-home mom, if you're working and mothering and schooling and you're fucking tired at night, and you're drained, and you're pissed off at your husband, and you're like, that's not what I want. And then one of the spouses is feeling, my needs aren't being met. Maybe both of you are. Maybe you're both like, yeah, no, I'm not getting my needs met, and I'm not even trying to meet theirs. What do you do? What do you fucking do? There's a lot of people, a lot of stories you hear where... When a spouse gets to the point where they say, I'm not even going to bother because they're so fed up with feeling rejected, that's how they're translating it is into rejection or undesired, or it's very unsatisfying, like a buildup for a letdown, and that's such a repetitive thing, and there's no one seeking out a remedy a lot of the times people will turn outside of their relationship for a physical need, for something that could totally fuck up their family, fuck up their relationship, whatever, because there is this big fucking thing that you're not talking about or doing anything about, and you can. Just so you really understand the damage that can be done in the relationship, I was reading on Men's Health Clinic, The one located in Australia, actually. There's an article a doctor wrote. And it's talking about ED and PE. And the reason I'm bringing this up, not only to understand the severity, but to maybe give some insight to men on what the women are feeling. And I've said these things, that having an affair, not attracted to me anymore, not interested in sex, going to find satisfaction elsewhere basically that if you don't take control of the issue, it's going to be extremely damaging to your partner. And I know you could say like, well, that's not my problem. I've explained to her what this means. It doesn't mean that it's not fucking hard, because I guarantee you men that are dealing with a woman who is not showing interest in sex for whatever reasons it may be, health, outside circumstances, mental health, whether she tells you or not, How many of you, I know I can't see your hands, but I'm sure lots of hands are going up, have doubt afterwards and question yourself or wonder, hmm, maybe if it was someone else, would that work? Is it me? Sometimes we get in our head and... That's the reality of it. No matter how much we try to tie logic into it, we have feelings and it hurts our ego and it hurts our self-esteem. I felt like that. I know I've had partners that have felt like this where we're wondering, like, is it me? Like, what's going on? And it's A feeling where you feel kind of alone and it's weird to talk about and it's hard to talk about and it's uncomfortable to talk about. But we need to talk about it. We need to talk about it here. We need to talk about it at home if this is something going on because there is a solution. It might not be a one size fits all solution, but. If you can find the root, so if you're in the area of like, you don't know what's going on, you could find out. It could be low testosterone and it could change your freaking life getting on it. It could be some of the things we just read about in the article. And if you know you have this and you're dealing with this in your relationship and your wife, your girlfriend, or whether it's vice versa, I think it sometimes is harder for the man to talk about. Again, like I said, due to feeling the pressure of the performance, you know, that can be, guys can have an issue with that. Literally, the anxiety of the performance can hinder and debilitate them from performing. I read, speaking of articles, I read something in a magazine a while ago in regards to this topic, and it was talking to three different men, and they had all been, they were in various stages of relationships. The first man had been... With his person, partner, for six years. They were married for four. The second man was in a new relationship, and the third one was single, dating, and casually having sex. And that gentleman, the third one, was the one who suffered from performance anxiety after a dry spell. So he would go a month without, month or two without sex. And then when it came time, he wanted to so fucking badly. So ladies, like see how it is, you've got to stop blaming yourself. He wanted to so badly and the performance anxiety in his head to be able to perform because he knows that sometimes he fails, got in his head so much and it manifests itself. You know, that's exactly what it is because our minds are very, very powerful things. I know that I dealt with someone who struggled from that and I would always say, Why can't you just get out of your fucking head? Like, and I wasn't probably very kind about it. So ladies, I think you do have to come with grace, but men at a certain point, you need to do something about it. And whether that is go to fucking therapy so you can learn how to take control of your mind, uh, sex therapy, or if it is something actually like the medicine you're taking or a health concern that you're addressing it so that you can have a sex-filled marriage because a sex re- a sexless relationship will can come on faster than you think. And I know there's pe- married couples out there probably being like, mm-hmm. And if you don't do anything about it, That's where you see a lot of couples really fall apart on a new level, and we don't want to see that. And for any of you out there thinking like, well, that's me, where it's too late. It's not too fucking late as long as they're... Is someone who is wanting to make a change. That is really all you need. And I know that could be discouraging. Like, okay, well, I want to make the change, but they don't want to make the change. So what do I do? Or I just feel too hopeless. My self esteem is too bruised. My ego, I'm sick of feeling rejected. Or you could be resentful or angry. That's where therapy would really want to come in. But if you are determined, and willing, and still have the fight in you, changing your internal dialogue will do wonders for you. Trying to go back to looking at them truly from a place of love and looking at what, like look at your partner and find what turns you on. And if you're resentful, you're going to think nothing. So then I want you to go back and think about five things you're grateful for. I know I'm getting like really shrinking, you know, five things you're grateful for about your partner and start turning just the conversation in a positive way. If you truly cannot find a positive thing to think about, then you're gonna, you need some help outside of me because I don't have, I. you need someone better than me. You need someone much better than me or you just need to make a decision and go enough is enough. I am not going to be angry like this. I'm not going to give my power away anymore. I am going I want to get laid. Do it for you, girlfriend or boyfriend. Do it for you. If that's the relationship you want, if that's where you're committing, that's where you're doing it, then you have to do it. Don't be doing it and being a see you next Tuesday okay? Don't be doing it and being a douchebag and fucking whoever you want on the side and then saying, oh, yep, I'm in the relationship. I stayed. We've got kids. Like I'm playing my part. Because no, that's not your part. Men, do you want to feel loved? Yes. Women, do you want to feel loved? Yes. So do your part and fuck each other. And if you don't feel like it or you don't know how to initiate, what what can you do? Well, first, you're going to have to get in the right headspace of at least getting to the decision of, wanting to fuck the person so that you're gonna have to do on your own i can't do that for you okay so next step if you want to fuck them you're like okay i do want to fuck them i don't know how to initiate i feel like we're in a rut i feel like we're in this space where it feels awkward or there's the non-sexy part of all the shit you just talked about because erectile dysfunction isn't a sexy topic to talk about but it's reality and it's a Huge thing that happens in people's relationships, as well as premature ejaculation, as well as depression, and all the things we have talked about. What can women do to initiate, or men do to initiate, to start sexy time when you've been in a, a dry spell, or you're just like, I need a new approach? Men, I want you to do what you haven't been doing. So whatever you've been doing to initiate intercourse, sexy time, fucking your wife, whatever, girlfriend, whatever, do it, do it differently. Be not so predictable. Be, throw us for a loop, please. Throw throw us for a loop because a lot of men get in a, I don't know what even what to call it, a primal way, just the way they're going to get what they want. We get it. We get it. Um, I know you hear the phrase, men are microwave and women are crockpots. And I know with men that struggle with performance anxiety, they may not feel that way. (laughs) But for a lot of people, for the most part, a lot of men can be, it's quicker to get to doing the deed and you always hear women want lots of foreplay and it's like okay I think it's somewhere in the middle like realistically because sometimes I'm down for a quickie sometimes I just want to get fucked sometimes I want to get it in I want to get it out sometimes I feel passionate or I feel like just yeah I want to rip her clothes off and do it and then there's other times that I want to be teased and I want to it uh, have a buildup. I want to make love to someone to spend some time on me in other regions of my body. And that's just setting the mood and the atmosphere. And sometimes kids, a lot of times kids are huge motherfucking cock blocks. And there's not a lot of time for that, realistically. And I know parents Amen. I know you already know what I'm about to say. It's at nighttime, it's hard sometimes. Before kids, nighttime was always sex time. Then you have kids, and it's like we're fucking tired at the end of the day. We're t- There's so many more things on the fucking list. And that is when morning sex and if your husband's working at home, that's when you fit it in and creative times take advantage. And to anyone rolling their eyes, I just want to tell you, I'm rolling them with you because I understand that when you're around each other all the time in the home, that that is not on the forefront. Maybe if the kids weren't there, maybe you'd want to, but kids do just suck the sexual energy out of a room. That's why you really, really have to be intentional. When you give up on the inside, when you are in that state of hopelessness or just feeling like, what's the point anymore? That sentence right there, you are going, that will manifest itself. Like in your relationship, it will, you will keep growing apart. You have closed your spirit off to your partner in a sense You've checked out whatever it may be. It's a defense mechanism a lot of the time to protect your ego, to protect yourself from feeling hurt, feeling rejection, feeling unwanted. And that's when it's time, women, to turn into your feminine energy, to to tap into understanding your husband's masculine energy and where it's coming from. And truly, I know I've said it and it sounds cliche, but when you change your intention and where you're coming from, that is when sexy things happen. I promise you. Women just feeling confident deciding that you are a sexy bad bitch, just deciding that you are desired and wanted because I promise you, you are. The things you're telling yourself in your head when you feel insecure or when things aren't working out in the bedroom are lies, I mean, unless you know he's cheating on your ass and there's some evidence and there's some signs, if you want to DM me and tell me the red flags and I'll give you a girl code total right or die answer and say, bitch, he is fucking someone else. Just just DM me, okay? But if he's given you no reason not to trust him and this is the only source of an insecurity is something that's going on like this, use your head. I know your heart is really overtaking it and lean in, lean into the problem instead of guarding your heart and find an answer, work through the uncomfortableness, men, you have to do this too, you got to be doing it with her, especially if it's fucking the problems on your end, lean into it, get through it because you'll be rewarded, you will be rewarded and it may be unsexy at times, but What's your other option? And what's going to be the fruit that bears from your other option? <laughs> it's I don't think it's going to be a better alternative. I don't. And men, that if you're dealing with any of these problems and they're translating into your relationship at home, because that's your situation, watching porn and masturbating on the side or doing anything on the side to boost your self-esteem or ego or to get your physical release. It is, in my opinion, a bit selfish if you are giving zero to your marriage and the relationship at home. Obviously you shouldn't be doing anything on this on the side outside of the home, but if you're sitting there whacking off at home because you need to get off and you're having some bumps in the bedroom. You feel like you can't approach your wife. Oh, she's too emotional about it. Oh, it's too much pressure. Or if my dick doesn't work, or I'm going to come too quick and let her down and she's going to feel unsatisfied. You are not doing anything to better the problem. You are just now retreating and isolating and leaning in to your problem in the worst way almost like an accept and defeat, cowardly, if you will. I know I kept mentioning premature ejaculation into this, but a lot of it I feel like was around AD. And I had a listener write in talking to me about dealing with her husband suffers from coming too quickly. And it was after a vasectomy and that she felt alone in the feelings that come with that. And I know that And I read in the article I was talking about earlier, women just expressing a great deal with unsatisfaction. And I can relate to this. I have been in a long-term experience where it was like, God, it's like, how do I not sound like a bitch? Um, okay, that five minutes is not doing it for me. Like, I'm, there's no way I'm gonna have to fucking fake it because I'm not gonna get there in that time. And then I get so fucking horny and then I wanna go fuck and then we go fuck and it lasts for five fucking minutes, four minutes, ten minutes. That's all. A little too short for me. I think 15 to 25. Can we have that? You know? Um, it's just unsatisfying. And I know, especially as parents, that we can't always make that happen. But if that is all you're getting is just that, and it feels as a woman, we feel like you don't give a shit about our orgasm, you don't care. We feel undesired, almost like we're just being used as a as a fuck toy. Like uh, we're you're you need us to get off. And it didn't matter who I fucking was. And it was just this wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And we didn't get to feel like we connected during that. So for men who, because I don't know what a man does, if they're suffering from that after a procedure, I know that they have things like the Roman swipes. No, this is not an ad, but they have certain things that you can, the Roman swipes, you swipe them on your dick and they make you last longer. Like, um, I don't know if it's lidocaine or what it is, but they have lots of men's cell sexual health services, whatever you want to call it, that provide things to help maintain an erection. And I'm so I'm sure there's more hardcore stuff. So to the listener who wrote in for that, I would want us to go search out a solution to the problem and then also talk to my husband, whoever it was I was dealing with this with, and say, hey, I need to feel the feeling of connecting. And if it can't be in the bedroom right now, if that's something we need to... Tackle and go talk to the doctor, whatever. But, like, I need you, I want you more. So, say it in a way of like expressing your ultimate desire for them and desire for the connection and the desire to get off, and because you want them so bad. So, really be gentle on their egos when you're talking about this. Because to them, I'm sure in their head, they're like, This is something that's wrong with me. And men don't want to let us down. Men, they're the type two, they need a solution, they want a logical solution to fix the problem, and when there's not just the answer, that's frustrating for a lot of men. So, talking to them, and maybe that's, y'all need to have a more atmosphere around if your kids are older really setting time for the date night and the bonding and a lot of he needs to be eating you out a fuck ton okay so while he has this issue he needs to be blessing your pussy in other ways like buy buy some sex toys have him fuck you with those like he needs you need to get creative both of you need to get creative while you search for a maybe long-term solution that he could take something to help him. I think the answer to all of the questions and the doubt and the insecurity really is communicating about it, even if it sounds brutal, and communicating about what you're gonna do about it because there's gotta be something done. So, And for the men, it's about willingness, willingness to address that there's something here. And guess what? It's so many fucking people, so stop feeling like there's something fucking wrong with you or you're fucked up or you're this big fucking letdown. Just go do something about it. I swear to God, it is... You can Google this. Younger... Guys are getting younger and younger and younger dealing with this. I don't know if it's something in the fucking water or if it's because are putting people on Adderall when they're 15. I don't know what the fucking deal is, but you do not need to feel alone. And women, you don't need to feel alone either because sisters, we are here. We are here to hold each other. But even more reason to join the Patreon community. We're going to have a girl circle, a guy circle, a girls and guys circle. It's the locker room where all things can happen. <laughs> That sounded dirty, but hey, maybe it is. No, guys, I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to be on the Patreon before we launch. Stay tuned. There's three more normal episodes until the Patreon launches. There's going to be two bonus episodes a month included, and you're going to get stories that, again, I need some compensation for or let's be less tacky and call it support because that's what it is, it's support. And I've loved making this podcast and I enjoy it so, so, so much. But I can't always do it for free. And this is the route I wanna go. Again, I don't wanna shill products or shit throughout the episode and have to search out for that and, and that become my main focus instead of creating content that I love doing for you all. So, again, my handle on Instagram is Jordan ray five five five, and it's Jordan spelt with a Y, so J O R D Y N R A E five five five. And on TikTok, it's the Horny Housewife. And on my Instagram stories, that's where you're gonna see me update you about info and little leaks of what's gonna be on the Patreon. I'm gonna tell more and more of an outline of basically what you're gonna get. And it's going to be $5.55, because fives are my number, if you can't tell. (laughs) And she's superstitious, whatever. Um, And that's the cost of a motherfucking coffee, or if you drink bougie coffee, not even. And with that not even coffee, you are supporting me so, so, so much, and it's worth every penny. So... That's my peer pressure for the end of the episode. I love you all. I will see you horny men and women next Monday.